Wake up the members of my nation. <laughs> New iCarly trailers out. Oh, is it? Yeah. I haven't watched it. I don't I'm so. probably not gonna watch whatever it is. I I will. I'm very curious. It looks okay. Yeah. I've I've rewatched episodes of iCarly recently and I'm like, yep, I watched this when I was a child. Mm. It doesn't Yeah. I mean, I Jerry Trainer's funny. Yeah. I know uh Jeanette McCurdy is basically just like, yeah, I don't, I want yeah, nothing she, to do with she, it. It's she doesn't cringe. want to like, well, it's more like well, she was abused on set. That too, but, but uh, also cringe. it's also cringe. Cause every like quote I see, she it's like when she gives like the TLDR of why she's not doing the new iCarly, like, she's basically like, whenever I watch an old episode, I'm just like, I look like an idiot on in front of the camera and I don't like doing that. But yeah, also, yeah, the Dan Schneider stuff and extended. But yeah. Welcome back to Screen Wings, everyone. Welcome to episode 97. Woo! I'm London. That's Thomas. We're going to be talking about Andrea Arnold. Andrew Arnold. No, that's a, uh, it's like something I'll explain here in a minute. Andrea Arnold. Yeah. She was credited as that once for like a TV episode she wrote. Mm. Yes. Intriguing. We're talking about her and Four of her feature-length films and one of her short films. Mm-hmm. I almost watched the other two because they were like ten minutes each, and I'm like, I forgot. Yeah, I didn't. Watch <laughs> I was that. playing video games, and then you walked in. I'm like, oh yeah, I was gonna watch this. <laughs> oh well, but before that, we're gonna talk about random shit, probably. Yep. <laughs> um, new Bo Burnham specials out. I need to watch it. It's very depressing. Oh, but it's good. Forward to it. Yeah, it's it's very good. Probably the best thing I've seen that's been made this year. Oh, nice. Uh, also watched... Did I watch A Quiet Place 2 last week? I don't think so. Okay, watch Quiet Place 2. It was decent. It was pretty good. Killing Murphy's in it. He's really cool. Still haven't seen the first one. Uh, I really enjoy it. Mm. I, I like both. They're both well-made movies. 2 kind of feels like it's uh, unneeded. Mm. A horror sequel that feels unnecessary? I know. Very shocking, but wow. it's true. Are you trying to say something? Are you trying to say... I'm offended. Every horror movie sequel I like has just taken offense. You will have to pay the price what for what you just horror? said. Creep 2. Creep 2. Uh, I still haven't seen Creep 2. I've, I've seen Creep 1. And you weren't a fan. thought it was I, okay, right? I thought it was alright. Yeah. Oh. Creep 2's better. I really like both, but Creep 2's fantastic. I plan on... I see Mark Duplass's penis in it. I'll probably watch Creep 2 and Creep 3, actually. Yeah, we'll cover them all. Terrifier 2's gonna be epic, though. Whenever it decides to come out. What are good horror sequels? Well, I mean, technically, if you count it, Terrifier is kind of a sequel. To All Hallows Eve. Yeah, but that's not good. (laughs) Neither of them are good. In fact, Terrifier might be worse. What the fuck are you trying to say? What the fuck? Would you say that to your coworker? Yes, I say it to him every time. Like, why the fuck do you have an Art the Clown tattoo? Does he reply because he's a psychopath? No, he says, it's a good movie. Fair enough. Well, not really, but I'll, I'll allow it. Um, yeah. Inferno is a good sequel. Good horror sequel. It is. Uh... Those are the two. Creep 2 and Inferno. 
I, I, I'd probably watch Halloween three of the Friday the 13th movies over the first one. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is the best one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I watch anything else this week? Chronicles of Riddick. Mm. Did I watch Pitch Black last week? Did I talk I, about that? I don't okay. think so. We watched Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. Um, I had thought I had seen Pitch Black before, mm-hmm. but I'd actually only seen the Chronicles of Riddick. That movie's just really long. It has a lot of like stuff going on, so I thought it was two different movies oh. from like, childhood. Uh, Pitch Black's good though. It's it's fun. I really I really like Vin Diesel's Riddick because it's just like this like <laughs> he just has his stupid fucking goggles and he's like mm. this weird space dude with a ton of machismo like Argh. yeah. It's, just, it's a good role for Vin Diesel. <laughs> um, but Chronic Pitch Black is pretty good. There's some fucking awful CG in it. Oh, yeah. all that, um, like what? The late 2000, early 2000, the year yeah. Um, but Chronicles of Riddick, I, I genuinely like really, really enjoyed. It's so fucking stupid and so fucking dumb, but really fun. <laughs> the main villains of that are called the Necromongers. <laughs> Lots of like space ghost stuff. It's just, it's my jam. Oh, fuck, it's hot. It's gonna get so hot in here. I'm gonna be sweating. Then we're recording a podcast right after this with four people. We'll take like a ten minute break. I'll pull up the fan and we'll start pouring ice. Yeah, we'll just start filling the room with water. Perfect. We should start recording the podcast like outside, like in their backyard. True. <laughs> God, there are flies in here too. I'm gonna fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Just didn't get it. <laughs> I tried. Uh, and let me check if I've watched anything else this week. My TikTok was open. Uh, oh, we did watch. Oh, I watched Open Range, which is a uh, it's a Western film directed by Kevin Costner mm. from like 2003 or so. Awesome. It was an awesome movie. Super slow burn. Um, it has like a really young Diego Luna in it. Um, mm. It was awesome. though. I really, really enjoyed the movie. Beautiful. Beautiful movie. Okay. Highly recommend. I'll have to check that out. It was on the recommendation of my boss. Uh, Mm. And... Oh, yeah, we watched the Nickelback One Piece movie. Oh, yeah, I saw your I pretty pretty much agree with your... Yeah, holy shit, that was rough. Like, I think that would be, like, the top-tier One Piece movie, if not for that one fucking plot thread where it's like, why? Why did you include this? It's not relevant to the overall story. Oda, like, wrote that movie, right? Like, that was one of the four, like, he, like, had a bigger hand in. What the fuck's wrong with Oda? Sometimes Oda freaks me the fuck out, like, to the point that I'm like, somebody check Oda's closet. Mm. (laughs) Or he thinks it's funny, which isn't as bad, but still, it's like, a little rough. Yeah. I mean, I really can't comment on it a whole lot. I mean, obviously, it's kind of like a well-known fact that he worked under uh, Watsky, who did fucking Roni Kenshin. Oh, yeah. But I I hope not. Yeah. I sincerely fucking hope not. Because if that happened, I would just drop One Piece. Like, I don't... I really like one, but I don't give a shit. I just be like, bye. I, oh, God. 
I wouldn't. I would struggle. I would struggle a lot because I've been with One Piece for. Yeah, I know. A, but like, even like I was gonna say, even if st- the guy who made Star Wars, but I'm just like, Star Wars is such a big thing that like you don't just like cut it out. But like, let's say Ryan Johnson something one. I just dropped Last Jedi. I don't give a shit that it's like one of my favorite movies. I'd be like, fuck it, I don't care. Not gonna watch it again. Yeah. Maybe once he dies. <laughs> I. Uh, I feel very strongly about these things, but I understand people that like yeah. can't. It's just like see, I look, I look at the series kind of view on that subject matter, and I'm like, all right, well, obviously none of the characters here would fucking allow that behavior. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping Oda wouldn't. But yeah, you never know. You never know. We watched a lot of depressing movies this week. Yeah, we did. And then that Bo Burnham special definitely didn't help either. Uh, I watched that first, and then I'm like, okay, time to watch some of these movies. And I'm like, maybe one of these is going to be nice. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, and then I watched Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and you loved it. I did. I thought it was the best Star Wars movie. I gave it a 10 out of 10 on Letterboxd. I saw it. I'm like, this has got to be a fucking joke. <laughs> I thought about giving it, like, a high, but, like, more realistic number, like, a seven or probably. I'd be like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't no matter even... what, I don't know what you would give it realistically, but I'm like, there's no fucking way it's anything above, like, a five. Probably, like, a two, <laughs> maybe a light three. Yeah. But... I have a feeling that if I watch it again, it's just going to keep going down. There's you know? like stuff I like in the movie. It's just like the slug guy. Out. Yeah, like He's the cool. slug the guy. Babu Freak. Babu Freak. I like like some of the characters they introduced. They just didn't do anything didn't with them, and they didn't do anything with the characters yeah. that they introduced. Jesus in the last Christ! Two what they did to Rose? It's literally yeah, just like, I know. And what pisses me off the most about that is the interviews before the movie come came out, where J.J. Abrams was like. Thank you, Ryan Johnson, for introducing such a great character. I can't wait to do some really cool things with her. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> things. She stands around Leia in her final like. Yeah. Not like, moments, sorry, I can't come, guys. But like hours, because like she's not even there when she dies. I can't come on your adventure. Sorry. Yeah, I think Kylo Ren must lose. <laughs> The only actual bit where she triggers an effect in the plot is where she lets them, like, lets Poe know that Finn is still on that ship. I think that's, like, the most they give her to My do. My cat scratched me a bunch yesterday. What did you do? Pierre was leaving. He opened the door. Another cat ran into the apartment. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is not good. Because <laughs> Allie does not like other cats. Because he's, like, an indoor cat only. So every other cat, he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. So they started, like, chasing each other. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, I'm not going to grab a strange cat. Because that would be worse. Because I know Allie doesn't have any, like illnesses, so I picked out him and started scrum, like, ah! So I threw him in the other room and then I just kind of took a pillow and just, like, slowly guided the other cat out. I'm like, okay, time to go home, and then he ran out. Mm. And he was, like, a nice cat, like, mm. yeah. once they weren't, like... Also, Allie got really scared because he was outside on the porch, and then was walking in as the cat was, like, sitting there, like, right after... And the cat immediately went, ah! And then, like, Allie was jumped and was like, what the 
fuck? <laughs> nice. This was a fun end of the night. No. <laughs> right after I finished watching Wuthering Heights. Mm. And I did that. I cleaned my wounds and then watched Red Road. Oh, nice. What? Yeah, what order did you watch? I, mean. I watched... Yeah, I guess we'll we'll jump in in a second. Um, I watched them, <laughs> weird order, uh, Fish Tank, mm-hmm. Wasp, mm-hmm. Wuthering Heights, Red Road, uh, American Honey. Yeah, okay. I wanted to save the long one for, like, last. I'm like, I'll just save, because I felt like I couldn't do it at the end of last night. I'm like, oh, it's too, too long. Mm-hmm. I just watched, like, three movies in a row. I'm like, I need to take it easy, Red Road. Take it easy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I woke up this morning and was like, time to watch a nice little movie about a, a young a young girl who goes on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, lots of rough movies. Uh, very reminiscent of, like, our episode on Lee Chang Dong. <laughs> Just yeah. like, hey, you want to watch a bunch of downers? <laughs> yeah. Or even, like, Kelly Reichardt. Yeah. Most of her movies were downers. Most of them were, yeah. Trying to... Were any of them, like, not just sad? Um... There was, like, the couple that were, like, less sad. Yeah, like, Night Moves wasn't super sad, I guess, because it was more, like... Structured as a thriller. That's the one where they're they're like the environmental terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the structure of that, and like I, I guess certain that. women because they were more like vignettes. You don't have you don't sit on them long enough. Mm. Like Wendy and Lucy is like my dog. He's like no, yeah. <laughs> like just let this poor woman live in her car with yeah. her dog. A lot of actually uh, American Honey reminded me a lot of Wendy and Lucy. Mm. Yeah, I, I got there's a couple scenes where I could kind of feel that. That and even like Fish Tank, like they all kind of talk about the same like type of people. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So let's jump into. Oh no, we have questions from Pierre from last week. He didn't send any more this week. But oh, okay. He sent it all ends out. Yeah. He's too busy reading the third throng yeah. book. 198 subscribers, by the way. Woo! Jesus, the wrong turns. Videos keep going. So 14,000 now. Just keeps going. Man, I don't know what it is, but okay. And it's all people from India. Like, I, I keep checking the engagement, the audience for that. It's all... I don't... Why do, why do so many people in India? Do they just, like, click on it and go, no. Well, I think they're looking for watching the actual wrong turn movie. They're like, oh, this is a two-hour yeah. video. Not really. It's probably, like, what, 45 minutes, that one? Can't imagine it was super long. Well, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's see. But, damn. It's an hour and eight minutes. Okay. I can believe that Wrong Turn as a movie is an hour and eight minutes. Like, a lot of bottom-of-the-barrel like horror movies are like, what? What's the lowest we can make? <laughs> True. Question one. When do you plan on learning to play an instrument? Already know how to play the instrument. It's called... These nuts. <laughs> uh, I tried to learn to play the guitar. I tried to learn to play the piano. But the thing is... I have no patience for anything that I do, so I stopped. 
You know how to play an instrument? Uh, I, I was learning there on the uh, ukulele there for a little while, but I didn't make it very far. And then I've, I've got a keyboard. I want to learn how to play that, but I don't know. I've got short, stubby fingers and just not a whole lot of determination when it comes to that. If anything, I'll just learn how to, like, make music in FL Studio and just do it, like, on a chart kind of thing. But, yeah, no. No, no instruments. Probably not in the future. Question two. Who wins in a fight, Obama or Rockley? Rockley. Does Obama have his drones? Does Rockley open all eight gates? I don't know what that means. I'll say Rockley too, because he has a cooler name than Obama. Mm. Number three. What so you th- what do you think about story series where the main character becomes the villain in a sequel? Doesn't happen a lot. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of. I mean, Star Wars is probably like the go-to example. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking, I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I I like it if I think it's built up to well enough. Like, I don't it. As long as there's clues that the good guy is going to go bad at some point, then I'm fine with it. But if it just kind of comes out of the blue, it might feel a little jarring. Unless they build up to it. It happens in Pacific Rim. Mm. The first one? In the second one. Um, Or is that... That's a spoiler for the second movie, so I won't say anymore. Okay. (laughs) That movie's dumb, but I really like that movie. (laughs) At least I liked it when I saw it in theaters. I'm like, this is a big, dumb robot fight? That's my jam. Yeah. (laughs) Saw one. That's like... I think most people's problems with that is the first one tried to be more than that, and it succeeded, in my opinion, of being more than just big, dumb robot fight. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with just watching big, dumb robot fight, so... Fair. They're just very different movies. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the questions, Pierre. Let's talk about Andre Arnold. Pull up my notes. I need to get like a regular. Let's just like. I'll make a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll use these scissors. There you go. So she was born in Dartford, Kent, which is a South England country. Yeah. Uh,. She was the oldest of four children. Her parents were 16 and 17 when she was born, and they split up fairly early on into her life. Makes sense. Uh, leaving her mother to raise just the four of them. Things mm. <laughs> are starting to click together here. I see some puzzles coming from the sides. Uh. Yeah. Uh, she always explored, or she always enjoyed exploring dark subject matter. At 10, she wrote a play about the horrors of slave trading, and uh, she, a couple years later, while she was studying for dance, she did a performance, or a performative piece, where she basically walked around a room and read quotes from the diary of Anne Frank. Um... Yeah, so she left school at 16 to become an actor. And she, by 18, actually landed a gig as a host for this children's show. For Saturday Night Live! Uh, number 73. Numbers. That sounds like the 
That sounds like a bad horror movie. <laughs> right. Number 73. Uh, she worked on TV for about, like, ten years before she was like, you know, I'm gonna go study film in Los Angeles. So she went to the AFI of Los Angeles. And, yeah, she studied there. She said that she felt like she experienced, uh... Let me see I, the way she worded it. Uh... Da, 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 da. Uh, she said she felt a lack of proper education. Yeah, a lack of proper education and accent held her back in the eyes of her gatekeepers. So, classism. Yes. Huh. Hey, that's another thing that maybe she explores in her movies. Huh. Wow. What a huh, weird. Yeah. So then she graduated. She moved to Britain, had a daughter, and started making short films for TV. She made one short film called Wasp, won a bunch of awards in 2003, including uh, the, uh, what is it? The Big, yeah, big Mama the, Award. Like, oh. The Academy Award for Best Live Action Short. Oh, nice. And she was named the Screen, or named a Screen International Star of Tomorrow. And this is the same year that she wrote that, or directed that TV episode where she was miscredited as a man. Uh, yeah. So then, yeah. She made Red Rose... Even when women are winning, they're losing. Right? But yeah, she made Red Road, which was part of this... It's like loose trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The third one didn't give advance party. Yeah. (laughs) Or Uh, it's still in production limbo. Yeah, right. It's not coming out. Because uh, Red Road came out in 2006. The next movie was Donkeys. That came out in 2010. And then the third film, which was... was it? Does it even have a title? Copenhagen. Never came out. Um. So yeah. She basically, after making Red Road, she started getting bigger actors like Michael Fassbender saw Red Road and he's like, I have to work with her. And she's like, I've got this perfect role for you. Do you want to be the worst? And, and he's he, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was basically like, well, I want to work with you, so I guess. So, yeah, he was in that movie. Uh, and, yeah, she just kept making movies. Fish after Tank. That. And then she did, did she do Weathering Heights right after Fish Tank? Uh, yeah, think, 2011. Yeah. And then a handful of years later, she did uh, fucking American Honey. And then, because that came out in, like, what, 2017? 16, I think. 16, yeah. And, yeah, she then went on to work for, like, Big Little Lies. Yeah, she was, like, a producer on that. Is she, like, a writer on that? I've heard that show's Uh, really good. Yeah, I guess something happened during the second season, though, where she basically just, like, she did a lot of the, like, work when filming, and then... Basically, like, the director of the first season was like, no, you have to, like, I'm in control here and, like, made her go through, like, a bunch of, like, extensive reshoots and basically, like, butchered the, what she had made for it. So Mm. she wasn't super happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's, like, producing a documentary about cows or something right now. I I don't know. (laughs) I didn't look too deep into it. I gotta get a better chair. This fucking chair kills me every time. Yeah. I'm grabbing, this, I'm, I'm grabbing this fucking blanket to put under this chair. Ugh. 
But yeah, it's pretty much Andrea Arnold. And yeah. So too tall now. Fuck. I'm always too fucking tall. Andrea Arnold, put me in one of your movies. I'm incredibly depressed. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Playing a little footsie with you. Alright, let's do it. Let's talk about Wasp. Who that's that's CG Wasp. That's did, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> it's just like I understand how they had to do it and it's a short film like it's fine but man that took me out of it I was just like oh oh that's like, a, it's a it's a wasp I see um, yeah <laughs> there's also a point oh wait no I think they revealed that that was a doll actually so there's a point where I it took me a second to realize that they had the doll in like the stroller but there was a point where like there was a straight up baby doll in the stroller and I thought it was supposed to be the baby no because there was there was two there was the regular stroller that yeah. the older sister had and then the baby the little girl had the baby the baby doll yeah there were some scenes where she was just like hauling ass I'm like oh no <laughs> like, oh, the baby especially after watching Fish Jangle like some of us gonna have those this was the first one I watched I watched them mostly in order because I watched this I watched uh, Fish Tank because I thought this was the next one or that was the next one. And then I was like, oh, fuck, I missed Red Road. So I went and watched that. Then I watched American Honey, then Wuthering Heights today. Anyway. uh, Yeah, basically this movie is about a single mother who is basically like... I need to go on a date. She needs to go on a date. She just gets back from beating the shit out of some mom who smacked her kid. She's like, I will fucking end you. She didn't really beat the shit out of that mom. That mom, if anything, beat the shit out of her. And she pins her down and this is basically like, I'm going to call CPS on your ass. And she's like, ah, let me go. Let me go. Don't hit my kids, you bitch. So yeah, basically. But she tries. She tries. That's, yeah, she stood up for her beliefs of not letting strangers hit her kids. Which I, Yeah, I, I would also stand up for that. I don't know huh? if I would have brought my kids with me to the show, but, you know. <laughs> Look how cool your mom is. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, after that, she's on her way home when she comes across, like, I guess, like, an old flame of sorts who asks her out. And she lies about the kids. She's, She's like, like, I'm just watching him, you know. Yeah, he offered the first. I was there, I'll drop him off at home. That's yes. what they all sound like. <laughs> British people, am I right? Whoa. But, uh, so yeah. Uh, so she goes through with it. She takes the kids on the date with her, but she basically just sit outside the bar. And the date goes on for a really long time, and she doesn't have money to, like, buy her kids food and yeah it basically ends with like the baby just getting like periodically more hungry over the course of this date and the mom's like don't bother me unless it's an emergency so like they end up like feeding the baby some like dropped ribs and that's not the problem the problem is that the barbecue sauce on its face attracts a wasp that almost stings like crawls in his mouth yeah so the mom like freaks the fuck out and it's like what the fuck you're a shitty mom, at least in this given scenario. Because yeah. uh, I like, I get it. I get wanting to uh, go out, especially if it's like a situation that may have been like her actual real life situation, where like they just split up and 
the mom got stuck with all the kids or whatever. And it's like, I get it. But, damn. Like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty parents in this, but I feel like the... I feel like we shouldn't necessarily view them as shitty parents in the context of the films and more as just, like, people stuck in really shitty situations. Because I feel like, in general, Andrea Arnold wants to have her movies be a uh, criticism of, like, the society that surrounds situations like this more than the people themselves. Like, the situations that arise that make things like this possible. I, you can still say she's a shitty mom. She's yeah. a shitty mom. But. No, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And then the date basically sees that she has all these kids that are hungry and he buys them some yeah, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he just takes them on a drive, drives them back home. And he's like, all right, well, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. And yeah. That's pretty much it. This uh, might be the most hopeful ending out of all of them. <laughs> Oh, the films. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, For a short film, I I understand why this won a bunch of awards. Like, the mom, for being a shitty mom, the performance is really strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything looks nice. Like, she has a pretty signature look throughout all her movies. Mm -hmm. Like, pretty up close and personal. And uh, I think it works well for pretty much all the movies as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is really solid, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's like the scenario is ripe for a short film. It's just like pretty much the right amount of time. Yeah, needs. yeah, exactly. Like um, any any longer, and I've been like, yeah, that's too long. No, there's no, there's not enough substance here. But for this, just and I really like the scenario that it's just immediately like, hey, going on a date tonight. That's like that's where we begin. <laughs> Yeah. And where it ends, there's just, there's a little bit of hope. There's like a tiny bit of hope that, hey, maybe things might get a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Did you rate this one? I don't, do you rate short films? I don't know. Uh, I rate short films. I make it 10, like I, I used to, I don't now, but I mean, I could probably assign this one already. So it's. it's yeah, it's a six. Yeah. Cool. Do we give this. Well, so. Yeah. Next up, Red Road. Fucked up movie. This is a fucked up. Really, really cool. I really like the premise of this. I haven't seen a movie before where, like, somebody's a CCTV, like, operator. Like, that's, uh, that's really cool. I've seen stuff that's, like, similar to it. Yeah. Like, it kind of, the premise of it kind of reminded me of, like, I think it's called, like, The Call. That, like, Halle Berry, like, thriller where she's, like, a 911 operator. Uh, yeah. Like, it's similar to that because they're mostly just, like, viewing the streets, like, who's doing crime? Who's do- needs help? But, yeah. And I really, as much, most of this movie is just a drama, but I really like that the a lot of the scenes shot-wise feel like a thriller or, like, like it's like, ooh, kind of, sp- it's like, da 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 It's a bad way of explaining it. I'm just kind of making motions with my hands. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, so this movie is about a woman who basically has this job, and she realizes through this job that, uh, basically, spoiler alert. The the man who was responsible for her husband and her uh, 
child's death. Mm-hmm. Got out of jail early. Yeah. He was supposed to be in prison for like 10 years. He's out in like five or some shit. Four. Like really early. He was like driving under the influence. Of crack. Of crack. Yeah. Yes. So he ended up like hitting them while they this were on the corner. Supr- this hit like closer to home than I expected because I don't know if you remember but I was talking about that person that I was friends with in high school that Pretty much, they did this. Like, they <laughs> were under the influence, and they killed someone. Someone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, so she basically was trying to keep an eye on him, trying to bust him for something. And she kind of goes to some desperate lengths. Yeah, like, at one point, she's following him. She picks up, like, a piece of broken glass. I'm like, is she about to murder him? <laughs> yeah. I figured that was, like, an insurance thing. But then she starts, like, trying to befriend him to get more information on him. And eventually, she sleeps with him and then stages it as if it was a rape. Mm -hmm. uh, And gets him sent to jail, but then drops the charges on him. Because, like, he had talked about, like, his daughter that he hasn't seen in a long time. And Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And she feels bad for him. And then they have a final, like, confrontation where she's like, You killed my family! And he's and like, Yeah, shit happened. Yeah. Sorry. She's like, I fuck. couldn't. I didn't. I yelled at them before they left. Pretty much. And then they have kind of a like, pseudo-bonding experience, I guess, where they kind of reflect on things. Yeah. I, I like how messy, like, the reflections are in this movie. Because nothing's, like, neat in it, because life, that would not be a neat situation at all. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah. No, this movie... I I wasn't really with it for the first, like, two-thirds of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it took a while to kind of get going. But once it started getting to, like, what it was building up to, I was like, okay, I'm starting to enjoy this one a lot more. Maybe it's because I, uh, I was kind of used to her directing, but this was one of the last movies I watched, mm-hmm. so I was more used to it. So I was I was pretty intrigued with the first couple, especially because at that point I'm like, something big's gonna fucking happen. <laughs> watched, I'd already watched Fish Tank, so I'm like... <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I really enjoyed the first two thirds, but I do think that the, the last third is definitely like the most stuff happens, and it's probably the most intriguing element of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it has a really strong climax. Yeah, um, I really don't have a whole lot to say on this movie. Like, um, yeah, Tony Curran is the like I guess the antagonist of this movie. He's really good. I really mm-hmm. like him. I like the main uh, lady too, but I, I think I like him more because he's like. He's like a really good like sleaze bag. He's yeah. the worst. And he, but then she's like, wait, but he's protecting his friend. Yeah. <laughs> he's got moments where he comes off as like kind of like stupidly charming. Like there's the scene where he's like trying to seduce me. He's like, man, you're a sexy bitch. And it's just like so fucking. I want um, to lick your cunt. <laughs> it's just like. Does that make you horny, baby? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's why he's he's a very strange character. With, like, a certain charm at points, and then other times he's just really fucking creepy. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So I like, he's very multidimensional. Yeah, there was multiple way. points where I was like, because, like, the whole, like, first chunk of the film, like, did he, like, rape her or something? And that's what this film was At about? first, like, when I saw, like, they were talking about, like, the, the husband being gone, I thought he was, like, an actual murderer. That's why I was like, <laughs> and it was like, is it framing, is she gonna murder the murderer? I'm like, ooh, ooh. But it was, it was an act accident, I guess. Yeah. 
But yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. You would give this one a six as well. Yeah. Wow. You would give this one. I don't know, an eight. I would give this one a seven as well. Okay. Chuck too high. Fish tank. Fish tank. I really like this one. I also really like this one. This is probably tied for my favorite out of all of them. Uh, this one's my favorite. Um, I, I really enjoy this one. This one's fucked up as shit. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it gave me a weird, like, I had to, like, think about this, like, ethically for a bit. Because, like, the thing that happens in this movie, like, the big thing. Like, they had to actually do that. I'm like, is that ethical to do with a minor, even if it's for a movie? I thought I... She was 17. Oh, that's gross. And I'm like... I thought I thought she was 19, and I was like, oh, that's... Pretty. I thought she was 17, because I think she was 18 when the movie came out. Oh. Um, there's some weird stuff about it. Overall, while I think that... So, in the movie, uh, 15-year-old... She's like, hey, I love to dance. I love to appropriate black culture. That's like a lot of this movie. A lot of, like, that's an overarching theme in a lot of her movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the appropriate, like, the just, like, super casual appropriation of, like, others' cultures mm-hmm. um, in poor, like, white communities or, like, smaller white communities. Um, it happens a lot in this and it happens a lot in American Honey. Like, a lot in American Honey. Yeah. <laughs> every time they're in the band, they're just like, let's say the N-word to every song that comes on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Was- and I'm like, and the only black character is the main one. The only one who's not singing along. I see what you're saying, Miss Arnold. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, she's like this dancer. She has no friends. The only friend she had like is, isn't hanging out with her anymore. So she like breaks the girl's nose with her head. <laughs> um, but her mom hates her. Her mom's the worst. Her mom, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, but her mom starts being nicer because she gets a new boyfriend. It's it's Magneto. It's Michael Fassbender, and he's like he's pretty creepy right off the bat. But oh, sometimes yeah. it's like. Maybe he's just being a weirdo. Yeah, no, uh, like, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm, pr- I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what's gonna happen, but yeah. like, maybe <laughs> I was. There's part of me that was open. I'm like, maybe he's just a positive, yeah. figure who just but, maybe crosses uh, that line unknowingly. Yeah, eventually, uh, they they all bond pretty much, but eventually he makes a move on her while he's drunk, and they have they make out and then have sex. Mm. Uh, that's the thing that because like. While I don't think it's okay for, like, children, like, 17-year-olds to be in a relationship with a 32-year-old, I do think that 17-year-olds can consent to kissing a adult in a movie, like, as a job. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Um, I understand that it's cre- – like, yeah. I, I get both sides. Like, it's – I understand if, if you're like, what the fuck? I'm also more comfortable that a woman was directing this movie if it was someone, like – any male director, I'd probably be fucking creeped out as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That was the only thing that was like... Yeah. Uh, it was like a really shocking, I powerful do, scene. Like I wasn't really thinking about it at the time, because like, <laughs> I watched the movie with the mindset that it's like, okay, she's like still young, but like above that threshold, but I guess not, but... Yeah, no. Now that you say that, looking back at it, it's just adds that extra layer of like. Mm. Um, 
Overall, I think it's fine. It's definitely on that line, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's a really fucked up scene. Then he is like, this is a mistake. He goes to bed, and then the next morning he's like, I'm fucking leaving. I'm breaking up with the mom. She's like, oh, fuck, no. So she like chases after him, the daughter, finds out what the fuck. He has a wife. He has a daughter. So... She does what any normal person, any sane person, any reasonable person would do. She pisses on his carpet, kidnaps his daughter. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, accidentally almost drowns the daughter. Mm-hmm. After that, she, she's like, okay, maybe this wasn't a great idea. Drops the daughter back at home, starts walking home. Then Michael Fassbender finds her and punches her in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was just going to murder her right there. I'm like, it's going to happen. Yeah. But he just slaps her and then walks away. And then the next morning, or like the next day or a couple days later, she's leaving pretty much. Uh, yeah. Uh, she goes to like a dance audition um, that was like this overarching theme. But it has the same thing. It has this like over undertones of like, hey, these are adults sexualizing these children. They're like, hey, do you have any like go-go shorts or do you have anything she's like no uh, <laughs> and immediately before this girl was like literally just like crawling on the ground like <laughs> yeah and she not only that but she's also dancing a song that's michael fassbender character's favorite song so both of those things together she's like i'm out of here uh and she gets sent to like a boarding school by her mother and right before she leaves Oh, wait, no, she doesn't go. She goes with somebody else, doesn't yeah, she? She, she goes ends with up horse going killer. with, yeah, the, the horse killer guy. Yeah. I, I highly doubt he was the one there, who actually There is the another horse, side but. plot where she finds, like, this horse. Can you just own a horse in England? Can you just, like, have one on your property? I guess. Uh, yeah. Or do they just not care? That That is probably the latter, actually. Um, they She, like, finds this horse and tries to get it, like, let it go. Uh, it doesn't go so well. She comes back and then is like assaulted by these two guys. Um, she comes back again because she dropped all her stuff. And then their, their brother's there. And he's like, he's like the only one that's nice to her. Pretty much they become friends. Mm. That's the only part of the movie that you're actually like, she's having fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yay for her. It's like. Yeah, this hopefully this plot line doesn't end as darkly as the rest of them do. She next movie she makes is a it's a sequel to fourteen year time skip. She starts making like a before trilogy with this character from Fish Tank. That's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I dude, I'd be down for a movie where she's like much older and realizes fuck that guy and goes yeah. after him. But she just because obviously like statute of limitations wouldn't would apply, but she just like starts turning his family against him. She's like, hey, guess what? Your dad fucked me when I was fifteen. Remember me? I kidnapped you. <laughs> yeah, and you know that little girl's gonna grow up always like distrusting her dad. She has the she straight up goes like, Oh, you're just as bad as your father. So it's like that's probably gonna stick with her. There's a lot of traumatic elements to this movie. Yeah. Everyone's just traumatized. But right before she leaves to go with her horse boyfriend. She dances um, to Nas. She with dances her to Nas with her mother. Life's a bitch that when was... you die. That's why we get high. She's like, I actually quite like this song. She's like, Well then keep it, Mum. Keep it to remember me by. And then right before she leaves, her her little sister like runs out and is like, I hate you, you fucking con. Yeah. Like, I hate you too. 
And they cry. She's like, don't forget to text me, you twat. <laughs> yeah, give all the Welsh people my regards. She said, no, she says, say hello to the whales. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it has a, th- this is probably the one of the nicer endings, too. But mm-hmm. it's still like, hey, Michael Fassbender just got away with being a pedophile. So like, Yeah, that part like, of the plot. There's a lot of like, sure, she's going to be hopefully okay, but there's... There's a lot of long-standing trauma that might come from that situation. Like, oh, of so there's there's the moment of like, hey, this is nice, but there's a lot of things that you think about, like, oh, this whole family's fucked still. Oh yeah. Especially now that the other kid doesn't have another sibling to protect. So she's probably gonna go to the boarding school. The other kid, yeah, maybe because they mentioned that already. They're like, yeah, yeah. The Hopefully, little, the little ones going down the same fucking route. <sighs> yeah, but uh, I thought this movie was awesome. Um, yeah, I really like. I actually really like the uh, the way that they provide like context for time periods in these movies with just like songs that are popular at that mm-hmm. time. I think they fit really well with this, like these movies, um, especially in this and like American Honey. I think all the songs, a lot of them, like I don't necessarily like as songs. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of songs in this I like, but American Honey, a lot of songs are like, these songs are garbage, holy shit, I forgot about these songs. But I think I think it fits well with the characters. I think it works fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like this movie. I also really like this movie. Um, yeah, you would give it... Nine. Yep. Okay. I don't think you're quite there. I think you're at an eight. Yeah. 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 Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. Based on a book that I still haven't read. I also I, I remember, like, talking about it in, like, four of my English class. Like, every English class, I feel like we talked about Wuthering Heights. Never read it, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested in reading it because I know, like, I'm pretty sure the book has a lot of, like, non-linear storytelling and stuff that they just kind of pushed aside for this, this movie. Yeah, I they heard that went, this wasn't, like... The most, it's it's not like unfaithful in the events, but like just kind of like the way it's portrayed. I thought I do think it's an interesting like an interesting idea to cast a black person in the the main role. Like it's interesting, and it it does recontextualize like the text that I was reading. I'm like, okay, I get this. Mm -hmm. They a lot of the times they call them by the the slur for Romani people. Um, Like that's how they describe them. Uh, so she's like, I should get like a dark-skinned person. Uh, so originally, she was looking for like Romani people to uh, be in this role, and she just couldn't find. <laughs> so she just boop. and this guy, the the guy who played actually, I don't know about the younger Heathcliff, but older Heathcliff, I don't think he's been in like anything else. A lot of the a lot of the actors for this like Fish Tank, the main character, she's been in like two other things since then. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of these are just like no, like they just don't act. Yeah. Or they don't act a lot. Maybe they're in, like, England commercials or TV. I don't know. I don't... I try my very best not to... Not to see England. <laughs> Just, my name's London, though, so it's a little hard. Yeah. Every time I write out my name, I'm reminded, I'm like, God damn it, England. You exist? <sighs> but... Yeah. Yeah, so overall, Withering Heights, pretty easy. This young black uh, kid is pretty much adopted by uh, uh, a farmer, like mm-hmm. a, a wealthy farmer who has farmland in the middle of nowhere, this place called Withering Heights. Uh, 
his son's super fucking racist and like immediately calls him that word. He's like, what? I'm not gonna be friends with a, a blue a blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the daughter at first like punches, spits on him. But then yeah. afterwards, she's like, la 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 la, you want to be friends? I'm like, why did you spit on him? What? What was that? Why? And it, there's no like, there's no like connecting where it's like, oh, I'm slowly warming up just immediately. She's like, you want to be friends now? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they kind of fall in love. The dad dies. Uh, when the dad dies, the son's like, I control the power now. Uh, and makes him sleep in like the barn or some shit. Yeah, forbids um, him from talking to her. She, they, they still do though. Um, but eventually, he like he like leaves because she, she's decides that she's gonna marry this other dude, this other rich farmer dude. Uh, and she's like, I can't marry Heathcliff because he's dirty and doesn't think well of himself. Like, what? That's a, he's beneath me now. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? She's a bitch. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's not a very nice character. I don't know if that's the point. I'm like, is that how it was in the original, like, book? Because, like, I'm not getting it. She's she's nice to him at first, but then she's like, and her adult version is really manipulative to, like, him and her husband. Mm. What the fuck? Yeah. And the story just feels like a bunch of people just, like, poisoning each other slowly yeah. over a period of years. Um, but then he, he kind of just leaves in the night, and then it cuts to a number of years later. I'm guessing, like, eight or something. Oh, yeah, I guess we could tell by the baby. He's now, like, a kid. Yeah, so probably, like, eight or ten years. Um, she's married to Edgar. Uh, he goes back to his old house, and bald boy, his brother's still like, Oh, you're back! I've got rooms for rent! Jesus Christ, he's bad in the first half, but he's the worst in the second half. Because Heathcliff will be being nice to him and, like, giving him money, and he'll be like, I know you're a thieving, and he'll just call him the N-word again. I'm like, he's giving you money. This is the only way you're staying alive, you piece of shit. Yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, But he, he, he comes back, and he's like, Telling her that he was like, I came back to say hi to you and then kill myself, but I've decided I'm never leaving your side again. I'm just like, why tell her the first part? <laughs> right. Because it seems like now you're just trying to manipulate her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then she eventually just, he they, they start hanging out again. Her husband's like, hey, don't really like where this is going. Uh, <laughs> But he doesn't care. Nobody cares. They don't. They don't care about him. Um, and at one point, he's like, "You have to decide, me or him." And she immediately just starts sobbing. And I'm like, "That's a pretty reasonable thing to ask." I think, like your husband. Yeah. <sighs> but immediately, Heathcliff just starts like biting him. I'm like, "What are you doing? Don't you want to know the answer to this too?" Yeah. And then it's just like, well, if you had a chance, your chances just went significantly down. Especially because then she just dies of the the plague or whatever. Whatever had killed everyone else. Yeah. Pneumonia. She, she tells Heathcliff on her deathbed, she's basically like, you two killed me. And it's like, no. No, he didn't. And then he, like, gets, uh, I guess he was the next in the will to get the farm. Which makes sense because, like, the son. The son had been working. I guess he, I guess she technically owned the farm. Mm. Uh, and the son was just, like, working for it. And she was just like, yeah, you can have it. 
because he had been, like, disowned by his dad and, like, sent off right before or something. So I guess Heathcliff would have been the next. I think that's what happened. Mm. I'm going to be honest. I was zoning out by that in this movie. I was like, <sighs> I figured he had just bought it because his character is rich. Maybe that's true. I, but he I, he has it, and then he just kind of walks in the field when the movie ends. Yeah, he sees, like, a feather, which that was, like, something they did with their kids. Like, she, like, rubbed a feather in his face or something. Yeah, that was, like, she was teaching a little bu- butthole or some, some yeah. fucking bot, bot rock. Butt rock. Ah, uh, yeah. I didn't like this movie. Um, mm. I wasn't a fan. I really like, I, I don't know. I, I either really like period pieces or really don't. Um, mm. But I wasn't wasn't a fan of this one. I thought it was pretty boring. Um, and yeah, I didn't like. I I feel like the nonlinear storytelling of like the original book probably would have helped it a lot. But yeah, the momentum just there was like no momentum for me in this movie. I, I just was trying to get focused and in the movie, and I was just like, I don't find anything in this compelling or interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it was a beautiful movie. Uh, I really like the look of it. A lot of it reminded me of, like, a lot of bleak things we've watched, like, I don't know, The Witch or something like that. Yeah. But, I don't know. What did you think of the movie? I, I like this one quite a bit. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. We're on a... We're on a boop-boop. I wanted... I was, like... I was really into it, like, the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I was just like... <laughs> this, is, this is a movie that I definitely get more, like, emotion out of substance, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm interested to read the book and know if it's, like, the same yeah. or if it'd be different. Yeah, because I, I had a close friend that was, like, telling me about this book in high school, so I just found it kind of, like, interesting to, mm. like, finally kind of, like, somewhat see it through. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different interpretation because it's the movie and not the book, but, yeah, I don't know. I I found it interesting enough. I, I, I found uh, fucking Heathcliff to be... Pretty interesting character. Yeah. Uh, definitely had a lot of shortcomings. I don't like the fact that he abused animals when he was angry. That was like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that the kid did the same thing at the end. He's like, there's a scene where the kid just picking up like dogs by the collar and putting it on a tree. Yeah, like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and the, the main issue I have with that is that it's never really explored as a character thing. It just kind of happens. I'm like, what? Yeah. Excuse me? I'm, I'm not sure. Is that like how you clean a dog or something in the, in the, in the medieval times? Maybe. But, yeah. Um, oh, I don't Jesus know. Christ. I need to cut my hair. No, I'm not cutting my hair. But every time it gets hot, I'm like, maybe I should just cut my hair. I feel it. But. Joe's living it up over there. Being a baldy. It's just the pure sun heat on his head. But, yeah. Well, no, I do like this one. I really wanted to, and I'm really interested in, like, I, uh, William Wyler did a did a movie of this in, like, the oh, okay. 30s or 40s or something like mm. that. And I've heard that one's pretty good. I want to I wanna try this. I, I do want to read the book. I'm guessing I'm going to finish. I'm currently reading a Star Wars book. I'm guessing once I'm done with that, I'm going to try to take a break from Star Wars for a little bit because... Not that I'm not enjoying it, but I feel like I'm just going to get stuck in the phase where I'm like, I'm only reading Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. I want to branch out a little more because I have other actual books that aren't Star Wars related that I've been wanting to read for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing I'll probably... I, I want to read uh, a fucking copy of Little Women I bought. Yeah, I've, I thought about that being one of the Reed Ween's picks, just like sitting down. It would be me and, and you'd be like, this is so fucking awesome. Pierce like... All the laser beams. 
Yeah. Why were there no furries in my my little women? All right. <laughs> It'd be like me and you really enjoy it. Maybe Joe might even like it, but Pierre would not like little women. Yeah. I, I was kind of going through the mindset. I'm like, I don't well, know. he made you read B-Stars. So. That's true. That's true. But I'm going to make him read something. So I'm guessing you gave this one a seven? Yeah. You gave this one... I go four. Yeah. I didn't, like, hate it. And there are parts I like, but I just just wasn't vibing with it, as the kids say. One movie that I did vibe with, however, was American Honey. I mean, I guess I didn't vibe with it because I was incredibly uncomfortable with it most of the time. <laughs> yeah. But American Honey, this is like a road epic. This is... This is a long, long movie. Um, but I was, yeah. I was into it. I, I, I didn't... I feel like I, I was more enthralled with most of it than, like, Wuthering Heights. And, mm. um, I don't know. Uh, e- easy, easy synopsis. Um, Sasha Lane plays this character named Star. She gets indoctrinated into, like, a pyramid scheme, pretty much, uh, where they take pretty much children around the country and get them to, like, sell magazines to old people and rich people and poor, just anyone. Mm-hmm. And then they get, like, 20% of the cut. This yeah. is a very effective uh, metaphor for capitalism as a whole. Because, you see, Crystal represents the big dog. Yeah. And Jake represents the petite bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. The people that we constantly, like, yell at. But the ones that don't actually hold that much power, the ones that are being attacked from the top and the bottom, the ones that aren't really the problem, we need to go after the top. We need to kill Crystal. I mean, I'm sure Star felt that way through. Crystal's the worst. Gee. Crystal is evil. <laughs> like Crystal's character is not very nice. Like There are a lot of other characters in this that are questionable, but actually the only genuinely like good characters that I can think of are that one truck driver who's just like a nice dude who like talks about his daughter and is like, I'll buy two of those. Oh yeah. That That's was like, like a, that was like, I, I was thinking, I expected I thought, the worst. I, I thought you meant the guy from the oil field. No, not like, that guy. Was that like, guy's what? the worst. Uh, no, the first guy, the one that, and yeah. I like what they did there because they're like, Oh, maybe the people are nice. And then the next truck guy, they like, Oh, that guy's evil. Um, yeah. You want to have sex with me? The, um, the Darth Vader girl seemed nice. Yeah, I think her name was Pagan. I think that was Pagan. She, at one point, she like... This is a better Star Wars movie than Episode Nine. I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> she understands I do, Darth Vader. She's like, do you that. know what Darth Vader looks like under the suit? He's a skeleton. I'm like, that's not true. We see Darth Vader under the suit in Episode Six. What do you mean? I think I was more shocked and appalled that Star, someone who's named after the literal Death Star... Hadn't n- didn't know what Darth Vader looked like under his mask. I Star also seems like the type of person that just kind of wants to see where a conversation goes, though. So mm-hmm. she might as well no. What what does he look like? <laughs> <I> could, uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and at one point, Pagan wakes up in like or has a sleepwalking episode where she like go, she's like I gotta do the Kessel Run and like grabs a TV remote and just out in the parking lot like. Pew, pew, that was a great scene. Yeah. That was one of the scenes that gave me joy. There are like three of those in this movie. The rest are all I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, because the movie starts off, she's basically just like fucking watching some other people's kids like 
long term? Like, well, kids? so uh, they're her stepmother's uh, children. Oh, okay. The Misty is their mother, but she was technically uh, her stepmother. Mm. Um, yeah, that that first oh, that opening's rough. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she's watching the kids. And yeah, basically take a chicken from the dumpster and then don't eat it. They just kind of poke it with a fork. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, uh, they had they had ham because it's like they have ham and the kids like stabbing it in the kitchen. Oh, was that a ham? I thought it was like a uh, like a roast a chicken. That you oh roast. no, it's like one of those hams that you buy. That's like ah uh, okay okay okay. Uh, the kid was calling it a chicken when he was stabbing it, but it was a ham. Oh okay. Uh, but yeah, then they cook it, and you see it's got, like, the fucking stomachs on the plate from when the kid was just, like, having at it. That's right, that's right. But yeah, basically... And then her birth father's, like, trying to fuck her. Yeah, and, he and I'm like, yo, it's fish tank! It's like, give me a dance, baby! And she starts, she like, sobbing in his arms. And right, yeah. right before this, she had met Shia LaBeouf, and... Had been yeah, like, like at Kmart or something. Yeah, and been like it, he had offered her a job, and he's like, she she pretty much decides after father's abusive to her again, and she's like, okay, I'm going. So she drops the kids off with their their mother, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom, and then just starts sprinting out. Yep. So she goes to the Motel Six where he told her to meet her for a job, and she does. And she meets a bunch of fucking white people. There are only white people on that van. Yeah. I was vi- I was like. She's gonna be hate crimed. I mean, kind of. <laughs> In the sense that she had to be around these people while they just are like screaming the N word and a guy's like flipping out his cock all the time. Yeah, there's like, like there's a running bit that a couple of them have where one of them will pull out his dick and like a couple of them will like chase him down or and something. beat the shit up. Well, it's yeah. like they don't, they're like, don't do that. And then later on, he's the one that has like, they have a fight club. This, this whole pyramid scheme's so fucked. Oh yeah, because no, like it's just like so. Crystal chaos. pays so Crystal the mob the mob boss pretty much. She's probably only like four years older than most of them. Like she doesn't look. She looks like she's like twenty five. And most of these people are. I'm guessing supposed to be like anywhere from like eighteen to like twenty two. Yeah, there's the one character who's like from Nashville who's like younger because they call him like the baby of the group. I think he's supposed to be like 16 or 17. And I feel like a lot of them lie about their age because I don't think that Star's 18 either. Like, mm-hmm. she says that, but I'm like, I have a feeling she's lying. Um, Shia LaBeouf, I have no idea how old his character's supposed to be. 30s. 30? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wish he wasn't a piece of shit. He's really good in this movie. Yeah, he's a great fucking actor. Just a terrible fucking person. Like, I don't... Like, I don't need to support him. I don't care about, like, if he has a new movie coming out. Like, I, yeah. I don't I don't give a shit about supporting him. But it's just, like, you, you just don't have to be a piece of shit. You're successful. You don't have to be the worst person on earth. But you're just abusive to people. It's like, did you not understand? Did you not learn anything from Andrea Arnold and her movies, sir? Right. Like, I, I don't know if Andrea Arnold is, like, fucking made any comments on Shia since that shit came out, but I know, like, a bunch of fucking... Like, I know fucking Sia came out, and I was like, yeah, he was kind of hard to work with. I support uh, Sia. What did Sia... Oh, yeah, that's right. Sia's also the worst, though, too. I don't know much about Sia. Oh, have you not heard about music? No. Oh, she directed a movie earlier this year 
about a person with autism. And oh. she didn't cast anyone who had, like, autism. And uh, when asked about it, a bunch of, like, autistic actors were like, hey, I could have gotten this. Like, I could have auditioned for this role. There are tons of us. And she's like, maybe none of you are good. Like, that's what she says in response to it. She just, like, doubles down. She's like, maybe you all suck at acting. Mm. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wonderful. And in general, apparently just the movie's, like, really rough for, like, as a... As talking about people with autism, just in general. It's just, like, rough. <laughs> I haven't watched it because it seemed bad and seemed like not the type of bad that I would like to laugh at right now. But I'll probably throw it in the bag next round once we eventually finish that off. Oh, boy. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just pick it. <laughs> maybe. I do love making you sad sometimes. And obviously you do too, because you picked all these movies. Uh, yeah, I like I like depressing good movies. You like, like bad depressing. I like movies that make you angry at yeah. me. Yeah. Oh my god, it's hot. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the recording situation. I'm gonna stand behind everybody. Oh, no, it'll be great. <laughs> Actually, that might be. We should just have two rows. There we go. Okay. We'll put the, we'll put the loud people in the back. Sit on a chair. But <gasps> yeah, maybe uh, we should start doing it outside. Maybe. Just with all the what? noise, neighborhood noise. La, 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 la. Yeah. Right. Um. What uh, are we talking about? Oh, yeah, we were talking about Shiloh, but I was talking about how Crystal's the worst. Um, but she takes, like, 80% of all the money, and she's like, well, we need it for gas and for rooms. And I'm like, you're staying at motels, and usually you're getting, like, four rooms. That's, like, uh, probably, like, 160 200 bucks a night, because most of these motels aren't very nice. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. Because most of these people, Shia Buff talks about, like, $300 on a good day. And I'm like, okay, let's average uh, the a regular person just gets like a hundred. There's like twenty fucking people there. That's like two grand. You're taking so much fucking money from these people. <laughs> <sighs> ah! yeah. Capitalism. There are so many times where like Crystal is just chewing star out. Like, you'll be gone. I'll get you out of here. And it's like. Do it. You shouldn't have to. Crystal should leave of her own. Yeah, star should start. Get her, away. Yeah, star. It's like, yeah, it's just like all the signs are, all the flags are red. Get out of there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she she stays. She sticks it out. Apparently, she's not she's not super smart. Uh, she puts herself in danger a lot to try to get money. Like she jumps in these cowboys, uh, these fucking old guys with big ten gallon hats, car, and she sells them stuff. And yeah. She, by like flirting with them, kind of. And Thankfully, the nice. worst we saw was just they were trying to get her really drunk. Yeah, and then Shia LaBeouf shows up with a gun and just starts shooting. He doesn't shoot them, but he's like... <laughs> and then they steal his car. They steal their car and then just kind of ditch it. And they're like, everything's fine. Yeah. And then later she does sleep with a guy for like a grand. Mm-hmm. And that could have ended much worse, too. I, I like to think that she didn't sleep with the guy. Cause well, he, yeah. she. What does he rub himself against her? Because like, basically, like... Well, because she's like jerking him off at first and he's like you know what can you just like reveal yourself and I'll just yeah and then she, he's like you don't I get a kiss good night <laughs> like, well no no you're gross yeah. and then Shia LaBeouf like freaks out and she's like I was doing this for us cause he wants to get like a cabin in the woods yeah. and she's like I got us money 
And then he, like, leaves, and she's like, he sleeps with all the girls. And there's just a lot of, like, drama. Because all these people are, like, teenagers. Mm-hmm. None of them, they're all being exploited by this woman. And they're all, like, horribly raised and racist and <laughs> probably homophobic. <laughs> uh and it's like just overall crystal just gets worse and worse like later on most of the time they're they're taking on like rich people and i'm like yeah i don't give a shit sell magazines to rich people all you want like exploit them as much as you want they're rich i don't give a shit but then she's like okay this town's really poor and i'm from here let's take advantage of them i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you yep crystal is evil good performance though Good evil performance. She should. She'd thrive yeah. there. In general, the like central three performances are Sasha Lane. I really like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the main character. She's been in a couple other things I've seen. Like she's uh, in this movie called the Misen- Miseducation of like Cameron Post or something like that. Oh, that's the uh, the conversion therapy. Like someone with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz is also kind of the worst. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Sasha Lane's just being like stuck with people that are just like mean in real life. Yeah, (laughs) but Sasha Lane's fantastic in this movie, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I really, really like this. Um, Good, good, like use of music too. Oh, I was gonna say about Wuthering Heights. There's, there's like a lot of like just ambient music throughout, and like a a nice score, and there's randomly like a a song right at the end. Yeah, and it like took me out. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, right. It just came out of nowhere. I'm like, oh! Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a short director deep dive today. Yeah. Do you think, do you think there's just, like, not a lot to say about these movies because they're, they're more, like, small scale? Or do you think it's because we're hot and we're, like, rushing through these movies? I feel like it's a little bit of both. I feel like with some of these director deep dives, it's like we'll come across, like, similar topics... Yeah, and like yeah, like there's overarching themes throughout all our movies. There are overarching themes through like Lee Chang Dong's movies. Mm-hmm. Like these directors that have like a smaller body of work tend to have like a, a big overarching theme throughout all of them. Yeah, like Kelly Reichardt was the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in general, the the themes in Kelly Reichardt films and these films are very similar because in general, women understand that they're being oppressed uh, yeah. by men. Yeah. Weird. You think they wouldn't notice? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, I'd say I overwhelmingly liked most of the movies that we watched today. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed I pretty much was... all of them except Wuthering Heights. But even Wuthering Heights, like I didn't hate my time with. Like I appreciate what it's going for. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> I, I quickly th- learned how dark the source material is gonna be. I had, I basically was just like... Yeah, I thought it was just like a romance. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, because I basically I blind-picked at this director. I was just like, uh... It's been a while since I picked a director. Let me put together a couple list ideas on Letterboxd, and I randomly picked one. She was one that I had stashed aside, so... But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I know her by name now, and I will be looking out for her future projects. Uh, did you give this movie a seven? Yeah, I'd probably give this one a seven. You would give this one an eight. Yeah, eight. So I guess I didn't write my ranking for you, but I, I also I didn't yeah. even come up with a ranking. Uh, I guess I can just uh, fish tank, American honey, 
for, for me, I mean, uh, fish tank Americani. Um, Red Road Wasp uh, Wuthering Heights. Mm. Probably Fish Tank Wasp. Uh, it's so simple, but so well executed. Uh, Give it a six. Well, I mean, it's a short. <laughs> Shorts don't deserve love. Uh, let me my see. arms. Probably... Wa- or, I, Wasp again. It's Wasp so good. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Wuthering Heights. Uh, American Honey. Then Red Road. Red Road. Cool. Yeah. What are we watching next week, Thomas? Did you not pick something? I thought it was your turn. No. Well, I've got. <laughs> I, got so- well, I, I, I also. I got something. I okay. Can pick. If not, I, I can. Uh, we're gonna be watching. Let me open up my letterbox. Uh, it's a double feature. So I picked Mystery Train and Night on Earth. Ah, yes. Carol and Desert Hearts. Carol. Carol is based off of The Price of Salt, which is a book I read like half of a couple, like a year ago to two years ago. And I've been meaning to finish that book. I will probably finish it before I watch the movie because it's like, it's real short. It's like less than 100 pages, I think. Uh, and yeah, Desert Hearts came out in 1985. Uh, they're both about like kind of younger women falling in love and having like uh, romance with like a slightly older woman. So, yeah. Desert Hearts, 1985, that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Exciting. Cool, cool, cool. Epic, epic even. Woo! We'll see you next time on Screen Weens. Oh, yeah.